As a parent, I believe we all want to deeply connect with our kids. We want to know the day-to-day life stuff, but we also want to know their hearts. And sometimes it can be very challenging when you have a quiet or introverted kid because sometimes you never really know if you really know what's going on in there. In today's episode, Sarah and I discuss the challenges of, of having a quiet, introverted kid, You know, ways it can be very difficult to really know what's happening in their inner world. But we also give you some real practical ways today, right right after this episode, ways you can open up that door to their heart, ways you can really feel like you reach them and connect with them. Welcome to the Art of Raising Humans. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of The Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And today we want to talk about those quiet kids. You know, the ones that you might have or run into that just don't seem to say much. Yeah. You know, and it can yes. be kind of frustrating when they don't open up and talk. <laughs> right? Yeah. I just think it's funny you call it. You say it's frustrating. <laughs> well, Depending on your personality. That's true. It could that's be true. frustrating for that's you. That's true. And you know what, Sarah, this uh, should be dropping right near the beginning of the new year. Um so, so we really want to talk about some new things we're doing. Um, we mentioned them in the last podcast, but wanted to point your direction towards our Facebook group. It's just going to be the Art of Raising Humans uh, group on Facebook. We'd love for you to jump on and join us. And there we are going to be doing a lot of content, um, the content, a lot of live stuff, a lot of uh, trying to create a community where people can support each other. I know when we first started this era, we really didn't know anybody else doing this. Right. Yeah, we had conversations. Like, is there any? Is anyone else? I know. Out there? I know. We, we know. Yeah, we talked to some different people, experts in the field, but didn't really have any other families yeah, doing it. You know. Yeah, and it's so nice when you're journeying as parents to have yeah. other people to sort of hash things out yes. with and be on a similar journey. Yeah, and so we we we, we promise to uh, be doing several different live events consistently on there to talk about the different topics, delving deeper into the Facebook topics, but also answering questions that people are, are wondering about. So love to point your direction that way. Also want you to go to our website, theartofraisinghumans.com, and there you can get an eight-part video series for free uh, about moving away from parenting with fear and shame. You know, as, as much as we can to equip you, you, you don't need to use those tools at all in uh, when you're parenting kids because they're actually very harmful to, to when you're raising the kind of humans you want. It kind of undermines the goals you have. So we'd love yeah. for you to go there and uh, the, those videos will give you a great jump start if you're curious about what parenting this way looks like. So we'd love to have you join us. So let's jump into the topic, Sarah. Right. So um, this is one you know a lot about, okay? Because one thing I was never accused of was being a <laughs> quiet kid. Yes. I had a lot uh, to say yeah. and I typically said it. <laughs> Yep. If you know us. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yep, you do. You're, you, we're, we're that couple where, I don't know, 70% is yes. you talking, yes, 30% right. <laughs> is me, maybe. We loved it when we would go to those marriage conferences and they would yeah. talk about how many words women say every uh-huh. day and men don't talk that much and yep. we'd be like i don't they don't know what they're the men about. go in their cave that's or whatever right. <laughs> like um i don't think we fit this. no yeah they're like talking about at the end of the night um the, the wife has so many words she's got to say and she's talking and it's hard to go to sleep and i'm like oh no that's us i'm the one that won't shut up so yeah it, it, but definitely we, I, I i was thinking of this topic and i thought you'd be very helpful in this because i know as we're helping families um there is a, some frustration at, at, at times about this especially as they grow up into the teenage years, because mm-hmm. it seems like when the kids are young and the kids are quiet, it's kind of applauded. 
You know, it's in some sense, like they're kind of like, yeah, that kid's typically seen as easy. Yeah. Doesn't like put up a good, big fight. Yeah. yeah. The, the kid doesn't get in trouble at school because yeah. you know, the kid's just quiet and doesn't mm-hmm. say much, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it only becomes problematic later on in, in the teenage years, you know. Um, so so what's some reasons why kids tend to go that direction, like tend to tend to be more quiet? OK, well, let me think of my list. <laughs> I, I'd say um Obviously, some personalities are just more outgoing than others. Okay, yes, so I'm just going to put that out there. We yes. all know that. Yes. But going a little deeper than that, yeah. some kids get early on that it's just easier on mom and dad. Yeah. You know, they've got a lot going on. And so I'm just going to make this easy yeah. on them. Because, and, and it's not always that conscious. Not If you asked your child, they may not realize that until they're much older and they look back. But but kids often they don't want to hurt the relationship with their parents. Mm-hmm. They're actually they're not trying to do that, even though sometimes it may look like it. They're actually not trying to do that. And a lot of kids will feel kind of protective of their parents. Yeah. Like I'm just I'm just gonna be easy. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep everything. I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. yeah, I can see all this other stuff they're dealing with, and so I'll just be quiet. I'll just lay low, keep yeah. it easy for yeah. them. Yeah, and then also I would say what I hear a lot from kids is. Uh, many times they're praised for being quiet and having no big yeah. opinions. And we kind of alluded to that at the beginning. Yeah. But, but I mean, I mean, like literally really praised or like, you know, oh, that kid's yeah. so great. Yeah. You know, like I, I remember we shared this in another podcast, but how one time you had taken Ellie when she was a baby out of a conference thing. And, and, and so Ellie was, was a little baby. But when you came back into the conference, lots of people were praising she Ellie was a good baby for being a good for baby. Being quiet. So quiet. Even though you had taken her out of the conference, she wasn't even there. These people didn't know it. They just yeah. were like, but like to praise the little baby for being quiet. Yeah. Like that, that's what defined a, a good baby. And yes. often we all think that, right? Yep, we think, yep. oh, this baby never cries. They're so good. Yes. Yeah. They're not disruptive. <laughs> they don't have a loud scream, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And I know uh-huh. even when I worked as a school counselor, lots of the teachers, they doted on those kids, you know, the kids yeah. who were quiet mm-hmm. and just did what they were asked and made no disruptions, mm-hmm. you know. And so there is like when I see those kids sometimes in, 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 the, in the practice as teenagers, now it's confusing because their parents now are wanting them to talk. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they're mad uh, that they aren't uh, sharing more. We missed more. another one, though. Oh, yes. Sorry. Another reason kids are very quiet is because they think their parents will get upset. Yes. That yes. their kids will be, that their parents will be mad or their parents may say they want them to talk but then they don't the kid will know yeah but you don't actually want to hear what i'm gonna say you don't actually like my opinion in this Mm matter you know these ideas or these wants if i express a want or a need or an opinion that's outside of kids learn really early on what their parents really want to hear what their parents are okay with and not okay with and even if it's as simple as I don't want to watch that movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it could be a really no, simple totally. thing, but yep. the parents are like, we just agreed upon this movie. I don't want anyone dissenting. I don't want any dissenting yeah. opinions because just keep it easy and just watch the movie, yeah. you know, and for them to have a different opinion or a different want or need, you know, I'm hungry, but I realize mom's really busy. So I'm not yes. going to tell her I'm hungry yep. because I can already see she's overloaded. Yeah. So there's certain kids that really tune into that. And so they're quiet. Cause they're like, I don't, I don't think mom and dad can handle this right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just keep it inside. I'll just bury yeah. that down deep. I've even seen it, Sarah, where where some kids have told me they wanted a friend to spend the night or something. And the parents have been saying, I don't know why they only invite anybody over, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll say to the kid, why don't you invite anybody over? Well, one time I did invite somebody over and my parents seemed to be really annoyed by it. Yeah. So I just stopped asking. 
Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's interesting. <laughs> so it was just like one time. And when I talked to the parent, they're like, well, it was kind of a busy night that night, but it was like, we're glad he had the kid over, but it was just like, yes. but the kid took it as that yeah. one negative yeah. thing made them never want to ever invite anybody over because it upset their parents. Right. Mm -hmm. I also think some of kids are quiet because they don't think their parents are actually going to listen. You know, yes. you know, sometimes parents are on their phone while they're talking to them. Parents are watching TV mm -hmm. or whatever. While they're they talking have to so them. much going on. Yes. I mean, parents legitimately yeah. might have a whole lot going yeah. on. Some parents, I mean, we know the load. You mm -hmm. might be taking care of a sick family member mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you're working and you're getting all your kids to school and laundry yep. and yep. just all the things that being a parent yeah. is. And so a kid could honestly they're kind of right. You've got yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. Well, and some kids take that just like with the, my kid, if, if the kid might take that personal and it's not meant to be, you know, yeah. it may uh, three or four or five times the kid tried to talk and the parent didn't seem to respond to it or listen mm -hmm. real well. Mm -hmm. The kid took it as mom and dad don't want to listen. So, what problems can come from this? So if, if we have a kid, if the listeners are like, oh, I have a kid like that, he heard that. What, what's some, we saw how it can be seen as a positive in some ways because they're not disrupting things, but what problems can come from this in a kid's life? Well, they get so good at it that they kind of just stop even listening to themselves. Mm, mm -hmm. They get so good at shoving down their wants, their needs, their feelings, and they're so tuned to the external that they actually start to lose their own internal world. Mm -hmm. And some personalities are much more prone to this than others, but they kind of, they lose sight of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They get really good at that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so the problem is they don't know really what they think or feel. They're, mm -hmm. they're not in touch with that. And I think sometimes even when they do maybe have some awareness of it, they don't know how to communicate it because yeah. they haven't really practiced that because right. it, it is a skill to communicate what is in your head or what you're feeling in your, you know, quote unquote mm -hmm. heart. And mm -hmm. to be able to communicate that to other people is something you have to practice. And yeah. if you haven't done it, it, it can come out like really awkward or weird or so just it makes it to where you're less likely to want to do it. Yeah. Or you could have that quiet kid who suddenly has a blow up and then they're quiet again. Mm -hmm. That's sort of that gets real messy because it just is in there. It's in there and, and they don't know what to do with it. And then it just explodes and then they shut it back down and it's, it's real sloppy. Yeah. So, so I hear you saying the quiet kid may lose themselves in what's happening in, in their life. They don't really know how to talk about it or really form their own identity possibly because they're not really communicating to others about it. But then I also feel like they don't practice advocating and communicating their own needs, you know? Yeah. So like you mentioned that, like they're hungry and they don't ask or, you know, they're, they, they have things that they want in life and they just kind of suppress those, mm -hmm. you know? So the, the mm -hmm. kids that, that I've, I've worked with Sarah in session is a lot of, it's just like, what do you want? And they don't know. Yeah, it's just like what they do you, know. yeah, yeah. They, they don't know what they want to do for a career. Yeah, they don't, sometimes they don't even know where they want to eat. I know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like if you what, just say what shoes, yes, to get what shoes you want. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, which one do you think I should get? Yeah, because yeah, uh -huh. they're just so used to the extra, and they haven't tuned into themselves. Yeah. Well, and I think the dance that happens. I think any listener who's listening now, the dance that happens is because they don't say it. It's easy to just choose it for them, right? Yeah, or the sibling chooses yes. it. You know, you've got yeah, a lot yeah. of kids, and yes. and this kid's always saying, oh, "I don't so care." Good. So the yeah. other kid's like McDonald's, you know. Well, and yeah. so you just go with it because you're like, "Oh, the other kid doesn't." Well, and the care. other kid says, "I don't care." Whatever. I, even as you're saying that, Sarah, I'm thinking about because our oldest is so talkative, and then our mm -hmm. middle is less talkative. Mm -hmm. Even today, when he's 11 years old, the oldest sometimes will ask a will ask the 11 year old a question. 
and the 14 year old will answer for him and i'll mm-hmm. be like i'm not talking to you i'm talking to him but like i remember that when they were young how yeah. much she would do that for him we would be at chick-fil-a and we'd be in the playground and some kids would be loud and you could see that Brennan was disrupted by all the loudness and Abby would go like almost fight those kids and be like, <laughs> stop being so loud. Yeah. And so yeah. he learned at an early age because he naturally is less loud or less. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll just let her do it. I'll just, you know, and, and so just like you said, it turns into, it may seem like a small thing, but not knowing where you want to eat or not knowing what you want to eat, that is going to lead to bigger problems later on, possibly. Right. Yeah. You want him to be able to stop and think and understand what he wants yeah. and to be able to, you know. And some of those kids, it also, it takes longer for them to tune back into that. Mm-hmm. And it's hard sometimes to have the patience to just sit with it. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Okay, we can sit. We can wait. Go ahead and think about it. You know. I think what else is a problem, Sarah? I've noticed a lot of kids like this, they may be more easily taken advantage of, you know, uh-huh. peer, peer kind pressure. Kind of pushed around. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bullied. A kid with yeah. a stronger personality will like, will be drawn to that because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, good. You'll just go where I want and do what I want. So it's yes. like, hey, come on, let's go do this. Yeah. And, you know, when they run out to the playground, let's go, let's go play soccer. Yeah. Let's go on this. And yeah. the other kid's not even getting a moment to think, yeah. do I, do I want to do that? Mm-hmm. But they just get in that flow. And so in every relationship in life, they learn to just go with whatever that person yeah. is taking. You know, where the, where are you going? Who are you? Okay, I'll just attach to that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, well, even like, I think as you're saying that, the kid in that moment on the playground doesn't even ask themselves that question. No. You know, they don't even go, do I want to do that? They don't no. even, like, it's not even like they don't have time. They don't even, they get into the habit of never asking themselves that question. Yeah. So I think what's problematic about that is they, they get, they end up getting in relationships where they lose themselves in the relationship. You know, mm-hmm. they might be more prone to get into a codependent can, relationship. Yeah, it can lead yep. down to, yeah, they just never really learn how to have that identity themselves mm-hmm. and their own wants and needs valued and, and have the time to even come up with them yeah. sometimes. Well, I, I'm Sarah, I've seen people come in their 30s or 40s who are still, They've never been able to answer that question. What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. What is it I want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. Because other people, they've they, they've gladly given that, you know, not on purpose, but just out of, it's the dance to other people to tell them, you know? Yeah. And so that they that it's important for the quiet kid to be able, um, like like I, I remember saying this, like I, I know Ellie, Ellie's really good at saying um, um no. You know, so mm-hmm. Ellie strongly knows what she wants. So mm-hmm. for a while, I was intentionally, we both were working on helping her say yes, you know, mm-hmm. to be more cooperative, you know, mm-hmm. whereas like with Brennan, it, his struggle was more saying no, because yeah. he would so easily you to give say him yes. permission. Yes. You can say well, no. Well, like, I'll Do give, you actually want that? I mean, seriously, you, for all the listeners, you if, if you have a kid like this, you know, like if I were to say who will pick up the dog poop, I mean, Brennan would say, I'll do it. <laughs> Just go do it. Mm-hmm. And, and it almost... Almost nine times out of 10, if you ask him to do something, he'll just say yes to, it, you know, mm-hmm. and I actually want him to practice saying no to me, you know, mm-hmm. to say, no, I actually don't want to do that because I want him to pause a second and make a decision. Does, is he just doing it because he thinks he has to, or that's like, is, or is he actually wanting to do this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they get in the habit of saying yes to everything. And honestly, there's a lot of people in this world. There's a lot of adults we do praise kids for just saying yes. Mm-hmm. We do want the kids just to say yes. Yeah. And so when they get that praise and they feel like, okay, I won't lose relationship with you. I'll just yeah. say yes. And then you won't get upset with me. Yeah. You won't turn your back on me. Yes. I'll, I can avoid all these things if I just keep saying yes. Well, I think a lot of these kids also see all the disruption happens when the other siblings say no. You know? Yeah. 
when that, 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 then that's when the arguments break out and all the yelling mm-hmm. and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. If I just say yes, there's no arguing, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I think in wrapping up the problems there, it's, it's the, the kids and the, those kind of quiet kids, their needs don't get met and they almost feel selfish ever asking for what they want or need. You know, mm-hmm. they feel like they're, they're being really selfish if they say, I don't want to do that or I'd rather do this, you know? And so somewhat, I, I, I want to do a whole separate podcast on this, but I want to teach those kids how to be selfish. I want them mm-hmm. to fight for what they want mm-hmm. and, and to know what it is and then, and then fight for it. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think that, and I think they have to realize that they'll still be loved even if they say something you don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think sometimes you're just weighing that quiet kid or something. You're thinking, I know you're not going to like what I am thinking or feeling. Yeah. And so I'm not going to risk it. And so they need to be told over and over again, it's okay if I don't like it. Yeah. It's okay. I, I mean, I still love you. Yeah. They need to be allowed to have a different opinion, a different yeah. idea, a different want or need that inconveniences you. Yeah. And that even though it's an inconvenience to you, even though you don't like it, you love them and you want to know them. That's more important than you having it. Uh, you know, being inconvenient to you that they feel that way or want that thing. Well, let's move into that, Sarah. So then what can a parent who, if if any parents listening say, I have a quiet kid like that, a really kind of compliant kid who, who's really easy, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe when we've, we've talked about, he's, he's the golden child because he always does. We've done that. What can, what can a parent do to help the quiet kid be more open? I I think You've got to, and you you might even need to start more one-on-one where it's just you. There's not a lot of other, you know, big opinions around, but just intentionally giving space to that. You have to create opportunities for them to make choices, voice a feeling or an opinion. You can't just say, do you want this? Yes or no. You know, you say, what do you want for dinner? Mm, Where do you want to go? And they're like, oh, I don't care. You say, okay, I'll wait for you to decide. Yeah. I would love to go where you want to go. Yeah. You've, you've got to kind of go overboard, depending on how quiet this kid yep. is. But you need to make intentional effort to creating space for them to have opinions and wants and needs. Yep. And then you've got to encourage that. And you got to say, I love, thank you. Thank you for sharing that because that matters to me what you want. Yep. It matters to me how you feel. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, you, you've got to go overboard to let them know that they're not going to lose relationship with you. It doesn't always have to lead to this big conflict, but if it does lead to a conflict, you still value that yep. and you're not going to walk away. I just wanted to take a moment to tell you about an exciting opportunity that we're doing in 2024. You know, the past decade, Sarah and I have had the privilege and the joy of getting to coach so many parents and changing their uh, the way they discipline at home, moving away from fear-based approaches. And, and over those years, we've gotten a lot of calls from fathers, dads, who are like, man, I, I want to make the change too, but I'm really struggling with with the not yelling, um, the, the anger. It's just, man, it just the reactions are so hard to change. And so in 2024, I thought it would be great. I really wanted to invite fathers who are wanting to change those dynamics um, to do some one-on-one coaching with me. So um, if you're interested in that, or if you know a dad who you think would be interested in that, Love for you to reach out to me at Kyle Wester at parentinglegacy.com. That's Kyle Wester at parentinglegacy.com. And I'd love to set up a time to talk with you to see if you would be a good fit for the program. Okay. So if you're interested, reach out, have any questions, reach out and look forward to, to talking with you soon. Well, and just so you listeners know, a, a little trick to do, a try that I, I did with Sarah 
when we were dating because the dance, the dance we had was, I would say, Hey, where do you want to go eat? And she'd say, I don't know. And I'd say, perhaps I'm speaking a little from experience. (laughs) Let's go eat here. And you go, that's great. Let's do it. I bet. Yeah. "Yeah, But where do you want to go? I'm fine with wherever you picked, but I never even heard where you want to go eat. So like I, 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 I discovered this early on in our dating and then into our marriage I wasn't learning anything about you. <laughs> I was just like, you were so agreeable to go wherever I said. So what I did, and you could do this with your kids, especially, you know, I mean, as young as you want to start with, but I would say, I'm going to pick three places to go. I want you to rule out one and I'll rule out one. And then we'll go to that third one. You know? So I would say, I'm going to rule out this one. I let you mm-hmm. start. You pick, yeah, you yeah. say one of the three you don't like. Yeah. I pick the other. So then that way, I, it was easy for me to choose where I wanted, but I wanted you to know that I cared about where you wanted to go as well. Mm -hmm. And I remember even we talked about this, and this is just giving insight in how kids feel. I remember you saying, well, you you were actually fine going wherever I picked. Mm -hmm. And why would, what if you picked a place and then I went there with you and I didn't like it? Yes. Then that would be a problem. I would rather eat somewhere. I would rather the other person be okay because I know I can handle not being okay. And so I think kids, that's what they realize. They're like, I don't know if you can handle yeah. not being okay, yes. but I know I I know I'm so used to stuffing my feelings and my wants and needs mm-hmm. that I know I can do it. Yeah. But I don't know if everyone else here can handle it. So you really have to watch your reactions because yeah. these kids are super sensitive to those upset. They're watching your facial expressions and your tone of voice and that that little bit of upset. They're they're thinking I shouldn't I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Well, and so I, I think two that I want to point out, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on these, is when I'm working with kids who are pretty quiet, is one, I've got to give them space to talk. So it's yeah. going to take time. Mm-hmm. So I know when I ask them a question. It's the long game. I'm going to play need, the long game. I'm going to need to wait for a little bit of time, mm-hmm. and then they'll finally maybe say something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll need to make sure in that same vein, like asking open-ended questions, you yes. know? Because I found these kids are super good at giving one word answers, <laughs> right? And just be like, you know, they don't really expound upon unless you give them that space and time. Another thing they tend to do, Sarah, and I, I don't believe you, you you don't do this that much, but lots of, is they just get used to saying, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Because they really might not. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they, I, they I believe they don't. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe they haven't had time to think about it. And mm-hmm. they just, that becomes an acceptable answer. Yeah. I don't know. And then we just tell them what, what it is, right? Well, you have to really, they might be really, one, have no experience in really delving yeah. deep into mm-hmm. some of this mm-hmm. and being very indecisive. Mm-hmm. It's very stressful to make a decision. So you've got that weight. And then they're looking to you to, what do you want to hear? What do mm-hmm. you want me to say? They're watching you. They're so Mm -hmm. out of practice with tuning into themselves. You have to give them lots of time to build that skill. Well, so something I also advise them to do, if a kid keeps saying, I don't know, I just say, hey, instead of saying, I don't know, just say, give me a moment to think about it. Mm -hmm. And I'll wait. I'll wait for Mm -hmm. you to think about it. And I have found eight times out of 10, once the kid says that, then the kid really thinks about it. If they Mm -hmm. just keep saying, I don't know, typically... They're just used to not thinking about it. You know, mm-hmm. no one's been patient enough to yeah. give them the time to think about it. So I want to let them know, hey, mom, this time is about you. You learning about yourself and telling me what you want. I really want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And none of it's going to upset me. I really just yeah. want you to sp- speak your yeah, mind. That's right? good. Mm-hmm. And so, so then, then I find the kid then honestly will sit there. And sometimes after they're done, they'll just still say, I still don't know. 
And I just say, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to think about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, then maybe I ask a different question, right? Or I try to approach it a different way. So I think that's really important because I think a lot of parents really struggle with the, I don't know. And it's, it's kind of like the, the dance is you ask a question, they resist it and they've learned if I just answer the question, people might get upset at me. So I'm just going to deflect it, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so another one I wanted to add to is ask them. I, I like when you're working together with a, with a kid like this, ask them how you can create moments where it's more likely that they will open up and talk to you, you know? So you described like getting away from all the other siblings or, you know, getting one-on-one -on -one. that mm -hmm. might be helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Purposely putting my phone away and not being distracted by and showing them I'm intently listening to you, right? Watching him, the, the kid might say your nonverbals really make it seem like you're frustrated or you're not listening, right? Yes. So, so maybe like, or the questions you ask are really hard. I don't understand what you're actually wanting me to think about, right? Mm -hmm. So there's all types of ways. I want the kid to even in that to advocate for themselves, to go, what kind of setting helps me best to be more open? Yeah. Driving in the car somewhere, yes. going yeah, 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 fishing, yeah. yes. or doing the dishes together. Yeah. Or, Cooking yeah. together. Yeah. Doing some You want to take the pressure off. Don't that. sit them down and just mm -hmm. look them right in the eyes and go, so. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want it to be an intimidating pressure. Yeah. You kind of want to ease up and ask them, what helps you? Because I'd really love to know you. I'd really want to know your thoughts and feelings. Yeah. So what what kind of situations especially oh and a teenager i'm thinking yeah, of a teenager of course, of course. you know a little kid i would say play with them yes yeah that's and good. then and yeah. then give them opportunity to talk yeah. but not under a spotlight where you're grilling them yeah, with yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. just baby steps a little bit and then as they're opening up and feeling comfortable just follow their lead yeah and then sometimes it might look like you just especially as they get older or I guess younger too, but just noticing what time of day or mm -hmm. what kind of setting mm -hmm. you as a parent are able to connect best to help them open up, right? right? So maybe in the morning is best, maybe in the evening is best, maybe right after school isn't a good idea, mm -hmm. whatever, just kind of feeling that out and seeing the pattern of when they tend to open up to other people, you know? Yeah. Um, because you will notice a lot of these quiet kids, they they are tend to be more open with friends and they'd be more talkative there. Yeah. So just even be curious about that, you know, yeah. uh, noticing what is it that the friends are doing? Maybe they're not getting upset. Maybe they're not blowing up at them. Maybe they're, they're, there isn't a dance there where they yeah. feel like they're afraid they're going to disrupt everything. You know? And pick topics that are safe to, I mean, depending on how your age is, yeah. but think about do my, does my kid like talking about cars mm -hmm. or hairstyles yes. yeah, or yeah. what music yeah. start with something that's, that's a, kind of an easier topic for them. Yeah. So they just get used to having that conversation with you, yeah. you know, before you dive in, don't, you know, don't dive into the deep, heavy stuff sure. right away, sure. you know, build to that point. That's so good. That's good. So, so I hope this conversation helps you expand the way you're seeing maybe that quiet kid in your family that, that I know it may initially seem like this is great. Like they're just quiet. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> they're not disrupting, but I know Sarah, from your experience of, of being quiet and as you've grown up into adulthood that there's a lot of things that a quiet kid just isn't in touch with that we really yeah. want them. We really want it's them. Just, they may, and sometimes they are aware and it is buried in there and yeah. they're thinking, I can't, I can't let this out. I can't yeah. talk to you, you know, for whatever reason, you know, yeah. and you want to give them space to do that. Yeah. So, so, so I hope this gives you a lot of different tips and tricks and techniques on how to connect with that quiet kid and help open up that door so you can see their heart. Cause I know that's what you're, wanting to do. And of course, once again, we will be putting all types of stuff on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, um, these kind of places. We'll be doing reels and other types of ways to help expand this conversation. So please join us on, on any, uh, any platform, all the platforms, uh, jump on that Facebook group. We'd love to um, personally be able to discuss things with you on that group. And um, yeah, we hope you're having a wonderful day and hope this really helps expand your relationship with that quiet kid in your family who's probably secretly wanting you to.
And so <laughs> go pursue that this week and see if that opens up some doors. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only. 